Welcome, everybody. It's time for another episode of Asher Sales Sense, brought to you by Asher Strategies, the only global sales training company that integrates leading sales methodologies and the latest neuroscience studies into a simple and repeatable, that's the key, simple and repeatable 10-step process for sales success. Thank you, Paul. Paul is our announcer for Asher Sales Sense, and I'm Dave Potts in the Asher Strategies studio in Washington, D.C. Our host today is Kyle O'Connell, Senior Partner and Sales Facilitator at Asher Strategies. Kyle's guest is Steve Brazell, one of America's most sought-after brand strategists and reputation crisis managers. And the title of the show is Brand Big, The Laws Leaders Use to Win. Kyla, over to you. Thank you, Dave, and welcome, Steve. We're so happy to speak with you today. Oh, thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Yeah. I think I'm going to expand and say globally sought after because I know you're doing business all over the world now in some of the most far reaches of the world, and it's because you're just so in demand because you're such an expert at what you do. I've had a front row over the last decade, really, or more to, to your work, and I couldn't wait to bring you here on our Asher Sales Sense to give our listeners just a little bit of a glimpse of your expertise. So thank you so much for agreeing to, to be here today. Absolutely. Branding is becoming more important than ever before due to just technology and the noise in the market. I'm really looking forward to talking today. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Steve, many people claim they understand what branding means, but I bet few understand it at the level you do. Um, how do you define branding? Well, I think that the misunderstanding with branding often comes in, people think that a brand is your logo. They think it's a business idea. They think it's what someone thinks or feels about your company. And while all, the, while all those answers are true, a brand is simply what someone believes to be true about a person, place, or thing. You might just say it's your reputation or the attributes that people assigned to you. And the reason why brands matter more than ever before is because in a fast-paced world, everyone judges the book by its cover. Very few people will take time to dive and do a deep dive into you or your company. So the first impression, your brand reputation, the way others introduce you or talk about you, matters more than ever before. And everyone is branding you. You can't stop. You can't turn off someone's mind. So you've got to take control of the process. Like you're saying, it's more important today than ever because of the pace. So if we don't control how people perceive our reputation, then they're not going to give us the time to go figure it out, right? They're just going to move on. Is that correct? Look, life is like, life is like Instagram, right? You move on to the <laughs> next thing and the next thing and the next thing. And that's how everyone is today. When you think it's not just business that competes for our attention, but our loved ones, our friends, our family uh, is constantly. As a matter of fact, we are on average, each one of us is getting touched by technology about every four minutes. We're sifting through about 17 gigabytes of data every single day in our brains. And so because of this overwhelming amount of information, this overwhelming amount of pace and change, that we judge the book very quickly. It's what Malcolm Gladwell calls thin slicing, or that we make 100,000 right. quick decisions in a fraction of a second. So when you walk in the room, based on how you walk, how you talk, how you're dressed, how you wear your hair, what kind of a watch you have, what city you come from, all of these things, because they have attributes associated with them, 
they create in total your brand. And thus what I believe to be true about you. If you pull up in a Rolls Royce, I believe that you're rich. Now, maybe you are, maybe you're not, but it doesn't matter because our perceptions trump reality. What are some common problems businesses are facing today with regard to their brand awareness? Well, several things. Number one, I think that companies struggle just to stand out. The big challenge today is in this sea of noise. How do you first get noticed? Because if you can't stand out and get noticed, you never get a chance to make your pitch. So a lot of people spend a lot of time refining their pitch. And while that's critical, it's step two of the two most important steps. So the first thing is you've got to stand out. And the way to stand out today is to quit talking about yourself all the time. What you want to do is solve a problem that matters. When you look at social media, when you look at a lot of companies, they're constantly standing on their soapbox and just talking about themselves. And that doesn't help me as a consumer. But if you can address the problems, the pain points that really matter to people in the market today, now you've got my attention because you're going to solve a problem that matters to me. And that's the first step in standing out. Because we do a lot of neuroscience how the brain works and how quickly it works and what's the most important to those, you know, yes, no decision-making parts of our brain. And the first one is it's got to be about me, right? And if it's not about me or doesn't speak to me in some way that matters to me, then you're right. You're just moving on. Absolutely. My brain science is showing today that there's that little dot in the center of the brain called the amygdala. And the amygdala mm-hmm. is what governs fear, anxiety, and emotion. And what brain science is showing is that if your amygdala is damaged, that your ability to make even simple decisions, like should I have the chicken sandwich or should I have the turkey sandwich, goes right out the window. And the brain science is showing what smart marketers, what smart branders and smart salespeople have always known, which is that people don't make rational choices or rational decisions. Decisions are driven by emotion. Decisions are Mm -hmm. driven by what's in it for me. And that's the reason why you got to drive home. Here's the pain point we're solving. And once you've got someone's attention, then you have to quickly and clearly articulate your brand pitch and your brand story in a way that resonates and is memorable. Exactly. With all this brain science that we're, a lot of us are using now and in, in, in our teaching and our consulting work, How is a lot of this also filtering to how the Internet is changing and evolving? The Internet is changing and evolving daily and at an incredibly increased pace. What's happening is at a fundamental way of how search is conducted on the Internet, over half of all search will be via voice by next year. Now, that is dramatically going to change the way all businesses are found online. What's happening is we're shifting from this tedious kind of page-by-page, 10 answers per page web to what's going to be the conversational web, which is really going to be run via voice and by chatty AIs. Things will move to voice. You'll ask Siri, Siri, what's the best pizza joint near me? And she's going to give you one answer. So the challenge for companies today in this noisy world is not just how you get on the front page of Google, because that's going away. How do you become what's called the one shot or the zero spot? How do you become the one answer that AI will be giving to everyone who asks? 
I like to watch young people and how they interact with the internet, right? Because I think that it's just proven that they are intuitive with it, where the rest of us who grew up without it are learning it as a second language. They're learning it as a native language. And they think Google, I have young children, and, and they think Google is like an encyclopedia. <laughs> they don't type things into Google. They Siri or they, they voice command on YouTube to, to learn how to write, play their song on, on the piano. So it's fun to watch young people and how they're dictating how the, the internet is changing and evolving. It really is. To them, they're growing up in this whole new world where, for us, it took a lot of time and effort to find answers to anything. And today, mm -hmm. an answer to almost anything is just a question away. But the challenge becomes, in a busy world, how do you become that one answer? That's where brand is so important. Is there a difference between corporate brand and a personal brand? A lot of people believe that there's a big difference between a corporate brand or a personal brand. But the reality is a brand is a brand is a brand. And I, I have a saying that Kate is Delta and Delta is Kate. And what I mean by that is I've never had ever have I communicated with the company Delta. I always speak to an individual at that company. And based on my interaction with that individual, based on how that individual solved my problem or not, dramatically affects how I feel about Delta as a company. And I think that individuals today, we hire companies to solve problems for us. If I want to close sales faster, I'm going to hire Azure Strategies to help teach me how to do that. That solves my problem. And individuals need to understand that they're being hired. They're being engaged to solve a problem. And they are a brand. They've got to take control of their personal brands. And they've got to build powerful personal brands today or they're going to be lost. Interesting how you've kind of put those things together because um, that happens to us all the time as trainers and consultants and coaches. In fact, I just finished a webinar prior to this, this show the VP of sales introduced me. Well, we've, we've hired Asher for the last two years, and I think he got around to my name, but he really called me the company name several times before my own name, which I thought was, was interesting that it, you're right. The, the brand in his mind is the same. That's really interesting. Absolutely. Absolutely. People don't differentiate. It's like my company. My company's called Hitman Inc., right? Founded 25 years ago. People rarely call me Steve or Steve Brazell. They just say, hey, I'm at lunch with the hitman. <laughs> and it's become synonymous with, with the corporate brand, which is fine, right? It's more memorable. It's easy to spell. And it's, uh, <laughs> and it, and it works, and it works for our brand. But I think that individuals need to learn that number one, if they play a role within a big company, they need to learn how to support the company's brand and that everything they do, uh, either adds value to the brand or, 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 pulls value away from the brand, and that if they want to succeed as an individual, they need to be working on their personal brand as well, because everyone's judging us all the time. And only by understanding how we're being judged and what expectations are, can we exceed expectations. And that's the only way to win brand fans today is you've got to exceed expectations. Absolutely. Kyla, it's time to take a quick commercial break. Over 200 correlation studies show that natural aptitude is the most significant factor in predicting sales success. Asher's Advanced Personality Questionnaire, the APQ, consistently identifies peak performers in outside sales, inside sales, sales management, customer support, and 17 other business positions. 
Go to AsherStrategies.com today or call 866-833-9941. That's Asher Strategies at 866-833-9941. We've been speaking with Steve Brazil, one of America's most sought-after brand strategists and reputation crisis managers. Now back to Kyla and Steve, a.k.a. The Hitman. <laughs> Thanks, Dave. So, Steve, what is the single biggest marketing or brand mistake a company can make? Today, the single biggest mistake you can make with your brand, whether it's a personal brand or a corporate brand, is that you tell the market what you do, but you fail to tell the market why they should choose you. And the difference is Bob's plumbing. I get it. Bob does plumbing. That's his category. But in every category, there are attributes, and we value those attributes based on what's the most valuable to us down to what's least valuable. And in plumbing, of course, if your toilet is overflowing, speed is the most important is the most important attribute. So if it was Bob's plumbing, that tells me what he does. Now, tell me a reason to use you, and it should be correlated with the most in-demand attribute in the category. So, for example, Bob's plumbing, New York's fastest gives me a reason to choose him. Maybe a 30-minute guarantee is a trust driver. So in short, the biggest mistake, and when you look around the world and you drive down the street and you look at store signage after store signage, people tell you what they do, but they fail to give you a reason to choose them. Yeah, we, we kind of address this idea with um, our skill marketing message skill when we talk about ghosting discriminators and using words like the only or the fastest or the highest rated or the leader classifying you as the expert in this attribute of what we do and at the same time you're ghosting to the competitors uh, that they don't do it. So it's kind of got a dual function. One thing that happens a lot is that individuals or people think that emulating the big companies is smart. And I have a saying because I've worked with a lot of Fortune 100s. The big companies don't have better ideas. They just have more money to waste on bad ideas. And, <laughs> you know, you look at a company like, and, and this is called your positioning statement. And your right. positioning statement positions you in the mind, in the right category, with the right attribute. And when you look at a company like Coca-Cola that had the positioning statement of open happiness, happiness is Enjoyment is the fifth most important attribute in cola, taste being number one. Pepsi countered with live for now. At least I understand Pepsi. If you're going to drink brown sugar water, you can't be thinking about tomorrow. But certainly you would think that the big companies would have a better handle on how to position them. Now, the new CMO at Coke has countered with a much better positioning statement, taste the feeling. So he's mm -hmm. using the number one most in-demand attribute, taste, and enjoyment which is the fifth most valued attribute. So it's a much, much better positioning statement. But when you think about where Coke was with the real thing, that positioned Pepsi as not the real thing. And with taste, you know, true cola taste being the most desirable attribute, that was really smart. Pepsi countered with the choice of a new generation, which made Coke the choice of an old generation. And that was mm -hmm. really smart. So sometimes even, you know, people get caught up in wanting to emulate the big companies, but that doesn't mean they're doing it better. They just have more money, which buys a lot of market share. But it's so critical today to make sure that you identify your category, you identify the most important attributes in your category, and then that you put together 
your positioning statement, your tagline, your one-liner, which drives that home to the market. So everybody talks about the need to be different, but how can you do it successfully in all the distractions today? Well, people talk about difference and, oh, I've got to be different or, oh, I am different. And difference only matters in context, right, compared to what? And I think that's where most people fail. The reason why before and afters work so well in the market is because when you show a before and this is where you are today and you show the after, this is where you could be if you use my product or this is how dirty something is and how clean it could be or how fat you are and how thin you could be. All those kinds of things drive contrast. And so people shout difference from the rooftops all day long, but if you can't show me contrast with a competitor about how you're different from an alternative choice, then your difference just doesn't matter. Right. What are three core takeaways business leaders can implement now with regard to, I'm sure they're going to be thinking a lot about their brand as they're listening to this. What are some core takeaways they should really listen up and take notice from today? First and foremost, you are a brand. Your reputation is your most valuable asset. If you look at the market today, you see countless celebrities, high net worth individuals who've lost everything. The Laughlin family and their buying, they're getting their kids into USC scandal has cost her her show, cost the kids all of their sponsors. Um, you look at Kevin Spacey, you look at a Roseanne Barr, you look at a Mario Batali. They've all lost tens of millions of dollars in revenue just by making some brand mistakes. So the first and most important thing, you are a brand, guard and build your reputation. Clearly define who it is that you want to be and identify the most valuable attributes in your category and make sure that you own them. Create a pitch. So number one is you're a brand. Take control of the process. Number two, anywhere that someone touches your brand from your business card, to your clothes, to your office, to your car, anywhere that someone can judge your brand, you need to make sure it's driving home the right core attributes so that you have consistency and brand authenticity. And number three, develop your pitch, whether it's your personal pitch or your corporate pitch, practice it over and over, develop a short, simple, concise pitch that is unique and differentiating in the market. An elevator pitch is way too long today. If you can't pitch me in 20 seconds or less, ethically, you lose. Wow. Thank you so much for breaking it down like that. That was very, very helpful. I'm actually like taking some notes here <laughs> myself because I don't want to forget how important this information is. Kyla, it's time for the wrap up. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Dave. So, Steve, we have a couple minutes left. Any last thoughts? And please tell our listeners how you can be reached. Yeah, my last thoughts in regards to branding is that we work with more big companies. As we work with more high net worth individuals and celebrities today, technology is making your brand fragile. And you want to ensure that you're building a brand that can withstand change. Everybody today needs to stay in beta. You have to keep reinventing yourself or you will quickly fall behind. You can reach us. Our, our business is 100% referral based. We work with uh, high net worth individuals and celebrities on brand risk mitigation. 
and we work with companies and startups in helping them launch and develop new products and brands that will stand out in the market and win. You can learn more about us at yourhitman.com, Y-O-U-R-H-I-T-M-A-N.com. Uh, you can learn more about me at stevebrazel.com, that's S-T-E-V-E. B is in Bravo, R-A-Z is in Echo, L-L.com. Perfect. Thank you so much for joining us today, Steve. It's been wonderful to just have a couple minutes with you to get your expertise, and thank you for bringing it to our listeners. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Back to you, Dave. Thank you, Kyle and Steve. That's all the time we have for today. Our next show is in two weeks. Be sure to join us. From now until then, John Asher reminds us to please, please get out there and sell something. Paul, take it away. You've been listening to another episode of Asher Sales Sense right here on Asher Strategies Radio. 